and like to see where they are today is insane. And to so, see where the call, uh, oh my god, that brings back memories. See where the Call of Duty competitive scene is, like Scumpy. That's on Optic. I played with Scumpy in Modern and Modern Warfare Two before he was Scumpy. I remember playing against Nate Shot and with Nate Shot when he was working at McDonald's. Welcome back, everybody, to another RSG podcast. My name's Alb. Hosting with me today, we got the one and only Dario Streams. And for a special guest today, we got Truly Evil. Truly, how's it going, brother? Somebody. Uh, Dario, how are you doing today? We're doing good, baby. We got the boy True in the house. We got Al. This is going to be a really good podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm feeling good about this one. Uh, Truly, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, For anyone listening or watching today, Truly is our newest member of RSG. Um, so this is his first uh, podcast with us. We're going through everyone, like I said in previous weeks. So uh, again, thanks for coming on. And uh, Dario, thank you for hosting with me again. Of course, of course. You notice I say your name uh, correctly more than like 50% of the time now? You're working on it, but I told you, like, you're from Canada, man. If you say, if you say Mario Mario, you can call me Dario. Like, you know, it is what it is. That's literally exactly what you just said. Like, that's... You nailed it on the head pretty much with that one. So, uh, truly, I want you to tell us about you, like your personal life outside of what we get to see while watching your stream um, or like, you know, just on social media and stuff like that. Like, tell us about you, where you're from, um, your family, all that good stuff. Oh, my name. To start out, my name's John Gray. I am uh, 28 years old. Actually, I turned 28 in June. I've got two daughters, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. My oldest turns eight in May. I'm born and raised in Alabama. I'm a Southern guy, so yeah, that's that's about it. And then I graduated high school in 2012, played competitive Call of Duty all the way up until, I mean, now I still play competitive, so and that about sums up my life, video games, and spending time with family. Love that. I just choked on some water. <laughs> Um, near-death experience on uh on camera right there <laughs> i thought you were older naturally i thought you were older than 28 mm-hmm. no i turned 28 in june okay That's i'm a it. baby <laughs> yeah. oh you're ju- oh i thought you meant you said you were already 28 last june but no, this no, no. june I, you turned 28 yeah this june i turned 28 oh i'm older baby let's go you gotta respect me now true put some respect on my name Shit. you're just a boomer <laughs> hey, chill, chill, chill. That's D4. That's D4. That is D4 all the way. I love that. So you were what, 21 when you, or 20, I guess, when you had your first daughter? Yes. So early fatherhood. How was that? Early. Scary. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Dude, uh, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a job. I was literally just living with my dad. And then I just stepped up. I got into heating and air when I, as soon as we found out we were having our daughter, I got into heating and air, did heating and air for four years. And then went from heating and air and started selling cars, moved up to chain of command and selling fleet vehicles for General Motors and Ford. And then COVID happened. So, yeah, that ruined everything about that. So, dude, COVID's been the worst. The worst. It's been like, I've seen so many like friends and like close people in my life lose things like their businesses and stuff like that Mm -hmm. due to COVID. And it like really sucks. I said it in a, in a different podcast. I think that RSG is the only thing that really, 
that I know of anyways benefited from COVID happening because it just like started all of this basically. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's all around a bad experience. I mean, like you, you just said, you, you lost your job because of it. Um, how was the sales the sales gig? How was that? And also another question I have for you before we get to that, the heating and air, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. Is that like HVAC? HVAC? Yeah, HVAC. Nice. I love that. So um, I did a little bit of that as well. Uh, obviously, probably not like what you did. I only did it for like a month. But uh, it's very cool. It's like you're uh, also into the trades. Um, we have a lot of yeah. tradesmen on RSG, which is really cool. So I didn't know that you were uh, into that. So that's good mm-hmm. to know. But how was the car selling experience? It was fun, man. I was nervous getting into it, but I got hired on by a really good dude. He was like a second father figure to me. I literally went from the first time I got into the car business till last October. I was literally working under him the whole time. Nice. I mean, it was it was fun and it was stressful all at the same time. But I had it made, man. I was when I started selling fleet, I got put on a salary, so I worked how I wanted to work. Was it uh, commission based only before that? No, 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 no. It was all I was salary and when I got hired on because I had a background in HVAC, so he already knew like I knew companies to sell vehicles to. Gotcha. So he started me out on salary and commission based all right when I first started day one. That's pretty good. You ever very good. good. You ever work a commission job, uh, Dario? Um, yeah, since I was 18, almost every single thing I've done has been commission. <laughs> yeah, I, a... I don't think I've ever. Really? HV, even in HVAC, I was doing commission work. Dude, that's crazy. Because, like, if you did upsells and stuff, you got percentages of it. That, that but let me tell you something. Sense. There's some dirty people in HVAC. <laughs> some dirty people. I used to go to people's houses and literally cause a problem to make more money. <laughs> it makes sense, though. You can go in and just be like, yo, I, I really think that your house would be way better off if you had one of these. You should add this the, on. <laughs> the guy that trained me doing it, I'll never forget. It was literally my my like second week on. This guy literally heated up a screwdriver and poked a hole in the Freon line. <laughs> no way, dude. Are you Down kidding me? bad. So we replaced all the Freon lines and then eventually sold them a new unit and yeah. Albo, what you were saying was like, hey, like maybe I'll sell you something you might not need because it's better. Yeah. <laughs> Drew was talking about, yeah, yeah, let me come over there, go underneath the, the, the floorboards real quick, cut a couple of lines. Yeah, bro, it is, it's crazy, man. Dude, oh, I bet that was a, a good job. You guys made good money off that job. Oh, yeah. And then you in HVAC, you could also make so much side money. When sense. you have all the licenses and everything, you can literally do so much work on the sides. Just for like cash. Oh, you're right? talking about like freelance, like people hit you up. Yeah, yeah like yeah. so like if you wanted to as a as a non person that has license, you wanted to buy like an HVAC UV light, you're gonna spend anywhere from like two to four thousand dollars. When I can go to the warehouse and buy for four hundred bucks. Mm. Wow. So while I'm at your house, I can be like, Well, my company's gonna charge you this much, or you can call me in a week and I'll charge you this much and you pay me cash. Ooh, I love that. Really, yeah. Truly such a salesperson, man. It makes sense why you're doing so well with the with the cars, dude. You're, you you got, like, the, the stern attitude, but you're also friendly as a bear. And yeah, it man. comes with, like, how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. I, could see, I could see that being in your future if you wanted it to be again. Oh, I love sure. it, man. That's what I would go back to. I would either go back to sell. I would definitely get into sales because it's just easy money. Everybody's always needing something. And that's one yeah. trade to be in is HVAC because it's they're always going to need it i find that like the 
So did you do uh, just residential or did you do commercial as well? Everything. I mean, we went to Georgia, Tennessee, everywhere. The worst job I ever did was the, um, uh, what is it? It's like a dog kennel place in Georgia, man. I mean, it was like 65 units. Oh, wow. We're having to sit there and like move pit bulls out of the cages just to get in and like mess with HVAC <laughs> vents and stuff, bro. It was fun. We spent two weeks there. We did 65 units in two weeks. That'd be fun, man. I would love to go to somewhere with a lot of dogs like that. I'm an absolute dog lover. Huge dog so lover. Dogs so am I. So I don't know. I don't know anything about HVAC. So like 65 units in two weeks is, is are you saying that's like a ton or is that like not much or? That's a lot. I mean, we only had five people. Okay. And you're replacing yeah. like the full units? No, 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 no. We're just servicing them and cleaning them out. Okay. But it was like 12 degrees outside. Oh, that's fun. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> so you're like yeah. stood, stood on the, the top of a ladder working on these units, probably on some and building. It's freezing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so what's cool is four of the people I was working with, they all adopted dogs. From oh, that wow. place? Huh? We brought them back in the trucks. My boss was pissed. <laughs> my boss was pissed, man. Yeah. I actually had a Facebook post that came up on my timeline the other day because I was going to adopt a husky, but it had already been adopted the day before we got there. And it was this big old husky. But Imagine your, your whole crew, all five of you guys come back with dogs. Well, what's funny is, is we, we also cleaned out HVAC. So we had like a... It was just like a we had a big vacuum hose and we'd like hook up to the unit and basically blow everything out of it. And one of the dogs was riding back in that truck and hit the um hit one of the buttons on the inside and it literally almost broke the transmission on the truck. <laughs> it idled it idled all the way it it idled all the way up and then it dropped all the way to forty miles an hour. Wow. It went from like eighty to forty within like ten minutes. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Dude, that is Probably like uh, a dream job for me to be able to work somewhere like that. That's so, and it's awesome that you guys took the dogs home. I love that. That's a good story. Mm -hmm. So tell us uh, truly about what got you into uh, streaming. So I don't think I've, I've, I've talked to you a bit, but I don't think I've heard about this story, like what you actually got you initially into it. Uh, well, go back. How long ago was it? Like three years ago? When did Fortnite first come out? Like four years ago? I think 2017. Yeah, 2017. But yeah. Well, I me did. and a buddy I met randomly playing Fortnite. We uh we just started playing together, and literally we came eleven points away from qualifying for World Cups. Eleven points, and this dude's like forty five years old. And for people that don't know, like that's that's like Fortnite World Cup is like a very very top of the line mm -hmm. professionals oh, yeah. only. Like you have to like play like against the best to even get close to that level, and. Yeah, so that's very impressive for those people that don't know much about that that competition. Hell, if yeah. we were to qualify, we would audit, we were guaranteed fifty thousand dollars just for showing up. That's what last place got was fifty grand. Insane. That's insane money. And it's not like they're just playing pubs. Like, and and everyone that a lot of people that are probably listening to this are used to Warzone, where it's like public matches only. To to get to that level, you have to play something called arenas, mm -hmm. and arenas is literally your match against the people that have the same amount of points as you, kind of like like Halo level back in the day, but it goes like much higher in points. And you're, so you're playing against the best of the best in these crazy Fortnite matches that can edit and do this and boom, boom, open, close doors, do quick mm -hmm. things. And like, yeah, it's, it's very impressive. I, I played Fortnite for a while and I was not that good. Like I was decent, but like to, to be that, that level, that's, that's impressive. It is. I, I streamed it to Twitch from my PlayStation for like the year or so. And then Warzone came out. And then 
we, me and my buddy, we just switched to Warzone, and then I met a guy named Aris It's Ghost. I know some people might know him. Um, and literally, he was like, yo, you just got to stream, man. I was like, okay. I bought this PC I have now. It was a $1,300 PC. I threw one paycheck at it, and I was like, I'm just going to give it a shot. The wife supported me. That's the main thing yep. is that the wife supported me. And literally, it's just grown from there, man. My, I started streaming almost two, September two years ago. Damn, okay. Almost two years now, man. Dude, uh, the wife supporting you, that, like, obviously doesn't have your wife. It's just, like, your significant other or whatever. Having mm -hmm. that person there to support you uh, is huge, man. Like, I know from my personal experience as well, like, if I didn't have someone here supporting me, like, I literally slept, like, an hour last night, uh, went to work for 10 hours, and literally came home and got hopped right on here. Um, haven't really seen her or my kid today, you know what I mean? And she's like mm -hmm. so supportive of it. Like as I came in here, she was like, have a good podcast. I love you. Um, you know what I mean? Have fun. It, like, it's just having that extra boost. It helps you so much. Cause like, it makes your mind at ease as well. Like I'm sure when you started doing all this and put a paycheck towards a computer and like got financially involved in it, mm -hmm. um, like it probably kind of started to set in a little bit and she was like yeah. there to help you. So it makes you yeah feel better doing it as well. You know what I mean? She supports me 110%. She's the one that basically made me go full-time when I went full-time. That's amazing. What do you mean? Um, so, like, I was still working at the car dealership place. And, bro, I, was, I went from making, like, a, a good, good, good bit of money to support my family to, like, making more money streaming part-time than I was at the dealership. And wow. I, was, I just bought a Jeep. I was, I was putting $100 in gas in it a week. And it was just, it wasn't worth it. She literally sat me down and was like, ah, it's just time to quit your job and do it. Just full send it. And it's been amazing ever since. That's insane, man. Do you, like, so making that decision, was it solely because you were making more money part-time than you were at your job? Is, like, that, that the main thing that made you do it? No, not only that. It's the people that, my grandparents watched my youngest daughter. And they're getting older. And we were just, we basically thought about it and like talked about it. Like, so instead of sending my youngest to daycare, because my grandparents were picking up my oldest from school every day. And then I would get off work at six o'clock, go pick them up. And my grandparents would watch them from eight to six every day. So now instead, my grandparents watch them from like 10 o'clock to two o'clock, watches my youngest. And I pick up my oldest from school every day now. That's So awesome. it's just, it just saves everything. Like. It saves my grandparents' time. I mean, my grandfather wouldn't let me send my kids to daycare even if he he, he just wasn't allow it. Because <laughs> it says it keeps him young. Yeah. To have a to have a three-year-old running around his house, it keeps him young. But th he enjoys it. They enjoy it. But my daughter loves it that I get to pick her up every day from school now. So That's the quality and, of life is better, it sounds like. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. And I get to spend more time with my kids because I'm not going to lie. I used to. I would come home, spend like an hour, eat dinner with everybody, and then game. Yeah. Kind of like yeah, which again, it come it goes back again to your wife being supportive because for yeah. her and same with you, Alba. Like I don't have a significant other, but just looking at it from like a, a third person view, it's like spending time with your family is obviously the most important thing in in, mm -hmm. in the world. And from at least for us three, I can tell we all have similar values when it comes to that. And to be doing something with when we all started didn't produce any income. It was just a lot of time yep. and energy put into something that uh, was going for a future that we all wanted. But to have that person that your your goal in life is to make them happy, to, mm -hmm. to support you while you're doing something that's very risky is, is, a, is a huge bonus. And you guys are 
very, very lucky to have that on your side for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I, I, could, I can't imagine how people do it um, without that support. Because, like, I, I, three of us know right now, and anyone who streams or, like, has any sort of, like, self-earning business knows how stressful it is, how, like, up and down it is. It's just an oh, emotional yeah. roller coaster. If you had someone that was, like, there when that when the downtime came to be like i told you i told you like you know what i mean or like just not mm -hmm. being like okay go play your game or you know something like that then it would that would be taxing on on the mind man that would really be uh it would like destroy someone mentally i think if that was the case right so it's mm -hmm. it actually like having that positivity there and support for me anyways it makes me want to do better and it's like it makes me like be clear-minded while i'm doing it as well like i'm just happy and i can just go do it right yeah that's how i look at it so like it's a, it's amazing that you have that like like there i would just say like i can not imagine doing it without that in my opinion like it would just be impossible yeah it's impossible but when i first started out playing competitive the wife didn't like it all right so i this is a hot topic for me i am literally dying to know about your competitive call of duty like experience and the whole like career through it so you you used to play competitive Call of Duty right before the streaming and all that. So like, can you just like walk us through all that? Oh, it started in Modern Warfare. Actually, it started in Call of Duty Four. I met a guy named. He actually lives in Mississippi. He's a very good buddy of mine to this day. We just started playing game battles together. I mean, he's got my phone number. He's probably like one of the five people I've met from gaming that ha actually have my phone number. That's awesome. Um, I met him in Call of Duty 4, we started playing game battles, and then like once I won my first tournament, it was a 1v1 Rust, a Raider always on for $1,500. That's when my dad was like, oh, so he can actually play video games for money. <laughs> so then I just started, I, I played Call of Duty, went to Halo, back to Call of Duty. It was just a fluctuating thing, but then when I started traveling, that's when things got expensive and we some of the teams I was playing on, we weren't winning. It was just, it's just like now, like if I didn't have the support system that I had back then, I would have never got into it. Yeah. It's so funny. You mentioned COD 4 game battles. Like we had a very similar, our paths may have crossed at some point. We may have played like a GB, like, did you ever do hardcore search? Uh, when I, when I first started playing call, no, I never played hardcore. No. But when I first started, started playing GBs, it was radar always on. Oh, really? That's a long time yep. ago. That's long not like. Ago. That's like a long time ago, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. It has yeah, Call of Duty like Four. That. You could you could push your start button, pull up the map, and with Raider always on, you could see where the dots were on the map, and you had like an RPD with deep impact, and just shoot through a wall. Yeah, it was I remember so Overgrown always trying to rush across like the side to get to the bridge mm -hmm. before everyone. Like, yeah, yeah there's like one mantle. If you could get there before yeah. they got there, you're in the spot. Yeah, it's crazy, oh my man. God. The game has changed 100 percent from what it used to be. 100%. COD 4 was my all-time... It, it is my all-time favorite Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it, it's probably because it's the one I started with. Like, I did play a couple of the other ones at, like, a friend's house. So I've never owned them, but, like, that's the first one I grinded and stuff, and I just feel like even when they remastered it, I went back to it. You know what I mean? I had so much fun. Yeah. And we were playing those game battles and, like, the GB uh, $500 tournaments and all that stuff. Like, it, it's insane. So, in 2016, I went on a huge grind like what you're talking about like we were playing against like tupac and abizi and all those guys in, in these tournaments like sweaty mm -hmm. people man it's hard and uh managed to get a couple dubs but i mean nothing like what you're talking about like going to like so you went to events and all that stuff like you got paid mm -hmm. to go play call of duty like 
That, yeah. That's insane. Which it was like MLG a, events at that point? Mm -hmm. MLG and UMG. Okay. UMG that's, had live events back then? Uh-huh. The last really? UMG I went event I went to was in Black Ops 4 in North Carolina. I'll never forget it. It was like 40 degrees outside, and they had it like at the arena right next to the beach, and we couldn't even enjoy the beach because it was 40 degrees. It was freezing. Did you have that to is. warm up your hands, go to the sink? Oh, bro, I wore hoodies every time I play. And Dude. we just we had hand warmers inside of our pockets of our, our hoodies. So before yeah. you're playing, you just have your hands in your jacket, and your hands are on fire. Bro. Yeah. When yeah. you say 40 degrees, like for me, it's in Celsius, and that's really hot. So you're I like 40. I'm like, oh, it was too hot to go enjoy the beach. <laughs> 40, 40 degrees. Uh, you might know the comparison, but 32 is zero for you guys. That's like our comparison. So it's like a little bit above freezing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cold. Yeah, that's like everyday weather for me right now. Nah, forget all that. <laughs> and like, I'm mad because this week I was going to take the doors and the top off the Jeep and it's supposed to be thunderstorming every day. Hey, we had... Uh... I don't know what it would be in inches, but 10 centimeters of snow last night. Uh, we're getting another 10 tonight, and mm -mm. it's going to be like freezing rain. It's going to be like really like icy and stuff out. I'm not, uh, dude, the winters here suck, let me tell you. Like, you're getting thunderstorms. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I had a little shower for 10 minutes today, and it's like uh, 75 degrees out. <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> you it's got, you got like... a spot, bro. Yeah, you have the spot. Because here we get hit by tornadoes every year. Oh, wow. Like, the reason we bought the house we live in now is because it came with a FEMA built-in storm shelter. That's actually scary, man. How, so how close do they come to you? Have they ever come, like, real close? Though, well, we got, we got hit, like, what, last month? We, like, personally, my neighborhood didn't, but, like, a couple miles north got hit really bad. Wow. That's, uh, I, mean, I would never this have This time to, of like... year is the worst... Oh, for... Was that flooding you had in your house? Was that due to natural, or was that just something that happened with the house? Literally came home, and a pipe literally busted with us walking in the door 15 I literally came in here and turned on my PC so I get stream set up, and then by the time I got up, opened my door, there was water all in, like, the movie room and the storm shelter next to us. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why there's no carpet right here. It's because we ripped it all up this weekend, and we're redoing everything. It to... happened right when COVID started, so, like, no companies would come out here and give us estimates. I remember that. You were, like, streaming. That was when we were playing, like, almost every day. Yeah, you, you were, remember like, I had all, you had, like, I had all the fans. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I had a hue beside me and everything, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you just look at his camera. You see, like, a huge, like, dehumidifier. You have another thing, like, sucking up the wet air. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's rough conditions, man. How mm -hmm. much water was on the floor? Lots. Damn, bro. I mean, I sat here for hours that night and literally just had like one of those rug doctor things just sucking up the water. And like I had a, an, a company come out the next day and they literally tore up some of the carpet, like that all the sheetrock. They cut all that out, took all the baseboards off. And like, man, I think I had the dehues for like five days and the fans in here for five days. So it was it got pretty bad. Is your storm shelter like below the floor you're on right now? Same floor, but it's all under dirt. Oh, okay. Like so this, like, no, I wouldn't say it's all under dirt, but like it goes movie room and then there's a metal wall behind the sheetrock to the storm shelter. And then the, above the sheetrock is a metal, like metal and then dirt. 
and then behind it, it's just all metal and dirt. And it has a big metal door on top on on the front of it, where you like clamp it closed and everything else like that. So if I guess I'm trying to understand it, so you have a house. Let's say your house is square. Mm-hmm. Does it go like outside of the the mm-hmm. square? Like okay, yeah. it was it was built. Wow. It was added in after the house was built. So like wow. the, to my left, there's a movie room, and then to the left, when you go in a little bit. It's where the storm shelter is. You open just like a regular door, like the closet behind me, and then behind that is a big metal door. It weighs about 100 pounds. Wow. I didn't know tornadoes were that serious out there. You're, you're oh, Mississippi, bad. right? Alabama. Alabama. That's bad. This time of year, too. April. I, I would say anywhere from, like, March to May is when it gets really bad here. So they must have had to have dug that up, right? Like, dug up mm-hmm. by the foundation and built that shelter. Yep. And then cut into your house after, mm-hmm. dude. That's insane. That's imagine almost like every almost every house in this neighborhood has it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So it's like a selling wow. point on houses. Oh yes. Yeah, we that's why I, as soon as I saw the storm shelter and saw that I could get fiber optic internet here, I jumped all over this house. Wow. I, I wouldn't want. I would hate to have to live somewhere where you have to shop for a storm shelter on your house. That'd be scary, yeah, well, man. Intense. True. Did you just say uh, <laughs> you storm shelter, fiber optic, but then we still got you running at eighty frames? Like, <laughs> where's where does hey, that add up? The, the PC sucks, man. We gotta we gotta make the that PC, the next the priority. Sucks. The PC comes tomorrow. I got a new PC tomorrow. Actually, it's a Ryzen nine fifty nine hundred X with a thirty eighty. Oh, it you're getting a be... whole. P- it's not just the graphics card. Uh, no, I'll be dual PC starting Wednesday. Damn, you're going to be, like, running 200-plus frames. Yeah, they think I cheat now, man. Just wait till I can actually see past 60 meters in Caldera. <laughs> it's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm going to be, like, 200-plus. So you got the whole outfit, right? You got the Go XLR. You got mm-hmm. the uh, Shore SM7B, I think. Yeah, sitting right beside me. I'm just waiting on the PC to get here because I don't want to hook everything up to this one and then unhook everything and then redo everything. So Not worth it at all? No, no. it's not. I uh... And I actually got a deal. On the Go XLR and the Shure, I got it for six hundred bucks. Yeah, huh? yeah, I got it from a buddy USD of mine. or like pesos or Canadian dollars or like what? I know American hard earned money. Dude, that's, okay. a, that's a really good. I got price. it. From, I got it from Carolina. You know who Carolina Blue is, don't you? Oh, yeah. that makes more sense. So now. he okay. so he stopped streaming, and he bought him a little a little car that he's gonna be he's working on a little Subi. I was like, I'll give you six hundred bucks for six hundred bucks and a hoodie of my new merch. And he was like, okay, deal. I was like, yep, I'll take it. Everybody was oh, mad at him. Like, all of our close friends were mad at him because they were like, oh, I would have paid $700 for it. I was like, I offered him first. <laughs> That's a killer deal. Uh, Dario, you got a good deal mm-hmm. on yours too, right? I mean, yeah, I got my Go XLR for $600. <laughs> That's, what everybody's, That's what everybody's telling me. I basically got the mic for free. I just paid for the Go XLR. Yeah, when, when I bought my Go XLR, I was like, I mean, we started virtually the same time. You said you were September? Mm-hmm. Started September. streaming? I was like August something. So literally like the same time. So everything in the streaming world, everything in the technology world during COVID mm-hmm. was like, like yeah. jacked up. So mm-hmm. the GoXLR then, like to buy it in stores or on Best Buy or Amazon was $900. I don't know if it's cheaper now, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was, yeah. Getting Getting started in streaming during that time period was... Financially, kind of crazy. It was it was rough. Non hundred US. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a Go XLR when I bought mine was nine hundred. I got it for three hundred off from a friend as well. Damn, I got mine 
so I got mine a while ago, like a few years ago, maybe a couple of years ago. And I got it for 570 Canadian taxes in, which is like 400 ish US. But that was like yeah, retail price. It's probably on like Canadian. It's probably Canadian quality, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's trash, bro. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually use it. Um, so you use yours way more than I use mine, like with the the sound effects and stuff on your stream. But it's it's really handy. Um, you're gonna love it, truly. Like I'm not sure if you played with it at all, but I've I've only hooked it up to watch it change colors. Okay, well you're gonna love it, man, and. Setting up the two PC thing, it can be like a little bit much. So, like, if you need any help with it, I just literally done it the other day, a couple days I ago. I got a buddy that's literally gonna FaceTime me. All right, perfect. He, he's he's done it for like four other people, so he's literally gonna FaceTime me, and we're just gonna do it tomorrow night. Yeah, it, it's not so hard when you got someone that can just like show mm -hmm. you the settings and stuff, and you just copy them pretty well and learn that way. Um, but like trying to figure it all out by yourself, it can be like a headache, man. YouTube videos are are also really good for that. Yeah. And it's like, I changed out my CPU on this PC. And, like, I've never been a PC guy, bro. Like, I was always console. So when, like, I, I, like, I literally had this, I, the i9 I have on my PC now, I had it for a year before I put it in my PC. Oh, wow. <laughs> just because you didn't want to, like, play with it and, like, yeah, yeah. Bro, I mean, like, it was like, I just spent $1,300 on this. Imagine I messed something up. The wife is going to kick my ass. <laughs> so, like, I spent a year. It literally sat on the shelf beside me, literally just collecting dust in its little box. And literally, the guy that told me with the dual PC was like, here, just FaceTime me. We'll do it. And then we did it, and it took like 45 minutes. It was fun. That's awesome. I got a new, I got put like a new cooler in and all types of stuff. But like, I would have never known how to do that if it wasn't never. for meeting people through streams and stuff like that. Are you building the PC coming, or is it coming a full? Mm -hmm. It's coming full. It's oh, coming okay. from iBuyPower. Oh, I got you. I got you. So you like basically this... built it and, and got it that way. There... Yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy that's helping me with set up the dual PC is he's the one that actually built this PC on their website. And oh, no way. Those, yeah. So Who is it? Would, would we know? Cre creative. You might know him. Creative. creative native. Native. Yeah, yeah. I will he, say something about the gaming community that I've never really seen, like, anywhere else I've ever worked is the, the not the ability, but the niceness of, like, so many people to just spare their time mm -hmm. to help with, like, PC-related technology issues, building issues, like... It's, it's, I've probably spent like at least like 40 hours with people just helping me out for just wanting to yeah. be nice and like teach me and like help me learn something or fix something that was broken. Crazy. It is it's wild, insane. man. People are just, I find it more so in like, I hate to like differentiate communities or whatever, but like the Facebook gaming side of everything, I find is like, so much kinder or like more willing to help than a lot of the people that i've ran into on the twitch side of it and don't get me wrong there's obviously good people on twitch um but it's just like i feel like the people that you meet on facebook are just more willing uh to help and like contact you or even collab for that matter you know what i mean mm -hmm. well on twitch everybody has their own group i mean it's the same way on facebook but i feel like it's easier to get into people's groups on facebook like their little circles that they have Makes sense. Yeah, and I, I also think two things that help on Facebook with that is one, the customs that we had a while ago, like it was mm. primarily all Facebook streamers. And that's where I, I mean, that's where I met you. I met Cozy. Mm. I met like the majority of the people that I, I know and communicate to this day are people I met during when customs first came out. And then mm. number two, we had the Facebook only tournaments as well. So I feel like through those, those, like those were cool. 5k every Monday. 
Yeah, mm. I was working a full-time job then. Oh, yeah, I, like, invited you a couple times. You're like, yo, I'm working. I was like, true. And then, on, and then I go on. full-time streaming, and it's like, oh, we're not doing it no more. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's nice. I can actually hey, play. Hey, timing's everything. That one, timing you just happened to, to miss yeah. that timing. Who was hosting that? It was like a different partner every week. Oh, right. It, it yes. was sponsored from Facebook, would put up the money. They would never say, like, this is a Facebook tournament. Yeah. Um, but they would just put and brand it through a different partner every week. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. That's a lot of money, man, to throw up like that. It's too bad that they don't, like, do stuff like that more often. That'd be a lot of fun. And plus, well, that's I mean, one thing. I know a lot of people complain about Facebook. I mean, I've complained a lot about Facebook myself. But Facebook gives their content creators a lot of things. They do. You've got you've got real bonus. You had we had the supporter bonus in December that went from like October to mm -hmm. December. They didn't have to give us none of that. There's a, a stars party too, right? I ne I didn't get. Oh uh, yeah, no, I didn't get that one. There's some programs that I didn't get. Some programs I did get. Okay, so the last podcast I had, we talked about. So I'm a big like, uh, okay, my opinion, uh, Twitch is the superior platform, but Facebook takes care of its, um, I guess, community by doing these things that you just spoke about, uh, whereas you don't find that on Twitch. Uh, like Facebook has more incentives financially for it to help people mm -hmm. out. But, and then in this podcast where I'm saying this to, to the boys uh, last week, um, they're like, well, at the same time, I haven't gotten paid in a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then it started coming out more and more. The more people I'm talking to, I seen uh, a tweet two days ago from KB saying, asking people if they're having problems getting their money. Uh, and then like a bunch of people write on his tweet and it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of people not getting paid from Facebook after all. Mm -hmm. You yep. guys have that any of that issues? I haven't. I've had a close friend that's had that issue. He hasn't been paid in months. Months? Oh, wow. Months. Like, I think of November of last year, he hasn't been paid since. Wow. And what's crazy is that's when he went in and, like, he rebranded his page. So it's all on back end. Like, his tax information all got messed up on Facebook's end. And, like, he's sending multiple support tickets in. He just gets an automated message every time. Wow. Man. Yeah, I've been dealing with that same thing for... Since June of 2021, I have been emailing facebook multiple times they owe me a thousand dollars and i have not got it yet it's scary man from when from june of 2021 so nine months now no shot was that, that was for like one a, of these that was incentives like a, yeah it was if you got donated like a thousand stars they're gonna give you a thousand dollars as well i remember that and then they, they never pay that out and then i've been contacting them in contact so so it's like what you're saying twitch is the superior platform in terms of like the technology to actually stream, the ability mm -hmm. to have high-quality VODs, to have this, that, to get your own clips from there. Like, the user-friendliness on, like, just everything about Twitch is very, very, very nice. But Facebook, as a smaller streamer, as people that are trying to start streaming, it gives them the opportunity to earn an actual living and produce, like, content. Otherwise, you would, on Twitch, it would be very hard to get recognized. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with and that. each of them have their negatives on each side. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. That's a lot of money, though, man. Like, if you're owed a thousand bucks, and you know those fifteen other people are owed probably a thousand bucks or more, um, that's a lot of money. Facebook has not paid out, man. Like, it's potentially like hundreds of thousands, or maybe even millions of dollars, not paid out. Probably. 
Uh, like, like seriously, probably close to like at least a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. If I'm one thousand, and like, I would we're say talking easy, it's easy, five hundred thousand, easy. Yeah, there's a lot of people streaming on Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. The oh. tough thing about it is, is there's a chain of command, right? With Twitch, it's Twitch is a streaming platform and a streaming platform first and only. Facebook is a massive conglomerate of social connectivity that has different branches underneath them mm -hmm. that are mainly social connectivity. And then you also have Oculus and you have all these different things. And then you have Facebook gaming, which they want to make a big thing and they're doing a good job of it. But for them to pass through money, it has to go through Facebook. So Facebook gaming team has to then bring it to the Facebook team and then they need to approve. It. It's like a whole line of command that is just not like, it just draws things out and makes the decision process and like the ability to like be like uh, decisive uh, not easy. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I wonder what would happen if Facebook didn't buy out Mixer. Mm. Like, where would Mixer be? You mean? Yeah, because you know Ninja had just signed to Mixer and he had brought a lot of those people over to Mixer and all that. I just wonder how big Mixer would be right now. It could be huge. I could, I could be wrong, but I think. I think Mixer was failing. I think so too. I, I, I think because, and so, and I don't know too, too much about it, but I think how Facebook is a massive conglomerate. You also have mm -hmm. Microsoft being a yeah. huge, huge, huge company that they probably just didn't have either the right amount of resources allocated or just not enough like effort put into it. But I think Mixer was like kind of like dying off. Which is funny, they still had to pay out all their those big content creators. Like, was Ninja was like eight or like forty million or something like that? I don't even, it's just insane. Didn't man. a bunch of them go there though? It was like didn't Shroud go maybe? Or am I confusing him? With Ninja, else? I'm pretty sure now Ninja and Shroud both went. Yeah, that's wild, man. There was a they went and got a check, and then two months later it closed down, and they went back to Twitch. He signed another contract, <laughs> and they earned all their money. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are all living in like massive shacks right now, like. Decked oh, yeah. out stream rooms from just from the mixer deal, you know what I mean? They made out good on that deal, man. Hundred percent. I think that mixer was like a good idea. I just feel like it was based where Microsoft is Xbox. There's far less Xbox players than there's PS4 players. Um, so I think that like that's the main reason why it wasn't doing so good. I think the platform itself worked good because a couple of my buddies played on xbox and i would like check in and watch their streams every now and again and they had like cool different uh incentives where like if you were end game or late game in whatever game you were playing it could post you uh front page so that everybody or mm -hmm. like everyone could join in i forget what it was called but you could go like stream to stream uh and just see like end games basically so you get like 400 500 people just jump in your stream um to watch and, and potentially some of them stay or whatever so that was pretty I, cool. I, I've heard of that before, but I forgot about that. And that, like, for them to, I think that's a really cool feature. Because I know Facebook tries to do that, like, to an extent. Yeah, when you're late game, you notice your viewers are up more than they are when the game first starts. Mm -hmm. For sure. 100%. But it, it's nowhere near, like, like what you're saying, Alvin, mm -hmm. what I've heard of before. Like, you literally go from, like, two, three people. You, you look up, you got, like, 400 mm -hmm. people. Holy! I forget what the name was on it. They're like it was like a the special mixer thing. Like that's what they promoted their platform for. Like you got a chance to be whatever that was, and uh, it just shoots like four or five hundred people to you for your end game. And like I said, potentially some stay. Like uh, it happened to a friend of mine. I forget what game. It wasn't Call of Duty. I think it was PUBG. 
And uh, he ended up keeping like 50 people. And he was like, he said he had like one or two people watching him before that. Pretty insane. It would be cool to see like that feature actually brought to life on another platform, like to make it work like that. So I don't yeah. even know how they know it's late game. Like, how would you even know? I, I, that would be really hard to know that it's late. There would have to be like someone watching people's streams to know that you're in late game. And I can tell you right now, there ain't nobody doing that at Facebook. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, like, I didn't know about the the different like Facebook gaming having to contact like the social side of Facebook to get paid people mm -hmm. paid uh, until I, f I think it was the Nerves podcast. She said it, uh, Dario, if I remember. Uh, that that may have been the first time I heard about it too. Yeah, that's that's wild. For that, that should never be for one, and especially. For a business like Facebook, who are trying to, like, they are pushing their platform huge. Like, they're giving everybody incentives. Like, they're literally doing whatever they can to try to bring this together. And for them to, like, not be paying people, for one, or not have a system in place where people can get paid. Because, th th let's face it, this is how you guys put food on the table, right? Like, mm -hmm. a thousand bucks, I'm sure you have bills that that could be gone towards. Or, like something to help your stream set up or you know something you could you could use that thousand bucks and right now it's like in limbo since nine months ago i think you said like that's crazy mm -hmm. and that would be like if they're if we're talking about we've been talking a lot about the positives of each platform but if i were to say they're in the negatives of facebook it would just be in my opinion the biggest negative is they just don't have a support team that non-partner creators can have mm -hmm. a conversation with. You cannot ever speak to someone that's live. And that's really, really frustrating when you have one, payment issues, two, dream issues, three, the unique scenarios that pop up with like a, a, a very like unique service that we provide mm -hmm. that needs like a, a calculated response and like critical thinking behind it. Yeah, but, but before COVID happened, you used to be able to chat with people at Facebook. But now, ever since COVID's happened, man, you get automated bots. That's all it is now. I mean, when I first, first sent in my first ticket, it was about changing my name on my Facebook page. I actually spoke to someone. Like, he actually emailed me back, and we emailed back and forth. But now you send in a ticket or an email, you just get an automated response. And most of the time, it's the same response, even if it's for a different scenario. That's yeah, the only thing I wish like, for. hey, we're going to do our best to look into this. Please bear mm -hmm. us. Well. And that's the same response I've been getting, like, for nine months. Yep. Dude, that's... That's not, you know, that's not good enough. It's it's great that they put on the challenge or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I had that incentive for you. But, I mean, what's the point if you literally cannot get paid from it? That's not like yeah. uh, our bad. It's been a month. That's that's nine months. Like, that's almost a full year now that they've owed you money. Like, how much money do they owe? My mind is actually blown right now. Like, dude, imagine the interest I could have made, like, taking that money, doing a little <laughs> yeah. bit of this. Dude, you could have invested like, if that. If you guys are listening to this, I love you guys, but I I need, like, 10% interest on that minimum. <laughs> minimum, bro. You could have bought an NFT and literally, like, quadrupled it overnight. <laughs> the one thing I will say I wish Facebook did is not kill your reach when you switched games. Or names, or anything, like your title, or, or anything like that. So the more I do these podcasts, man, the more I actually find out, um, like, more negatives about Facebook. I still love Facebook, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that it's a great um, idea, and once it's all worked mm -hmm. out, it's going to be the most amazing platform ever. I'm sure of it. But, like, right now, the more I talk to people and spend time chatting with people, the more bad I find out. So 
like KB, K, K Burnett, changed his name from K Burnett Gaming while in algorithm to K Burnett and completely, it. it was like he started back off with like two people. No one was getting notifications. No one knew he was live. Um, it was basically like day one all over again. And then uh, Twiscope had algorithm. He was like two, three, four hundred uh, viewers a night. Uh, from like 30, 40, up to that much. And he streamed, I think it was six or seven days straight. And he had a family function where he couldn't stream. Like he just wasn't home. Um, so he was at the function and he took two days off, came back. And it was like worse than what it was when he wasn't in algorithm. It's like they kind I, of I was, I was just about to say that. <clears throat> I just took two days off and the post I sent as, well, technically three. The post I just posted on Sunday got... A third of the amount of views, it's, it, like my whole my whole page is going to be dead this whole week, and I already know it's going to happen because the first time I ever had algorithm, like when I first started, I went to the Bahamas two days, two days, three days gone, came back. I've been at like uh, one thousand views max every stream since then. It's it, it doesn't make sense what they do. It's like we they want you there to be your slave twenty four seven, otherwise they're just going to take it away from you. Or if you're already like a like embedded with the algorithm and they love you, then they just don't mm -hmm. care. They'll, they'll do whatever for yeah. you. Do you think there's like a, like a rhythm to it? Like do you think that if you post five things a day or if you have five notifications a day, or if you do like three notifications a day, that there's something that will push you into it. Everybody has their things. Like everybody thinks certain, like you're only supposed to post three things a day. Cause there are only three. Everybody says there's only like two or three notifications that go out. Like, you only get really two notifications per stream is what I've seen. Once when you go live and then an hour into your stream. Yeah, it says this person is still live or, or whatever. Dude, uh, weird. I opened my Facebook the other day, and so it's funny. I get notifications for, like, everybody um, mm -hmm. sporadically. So, like, I follow a ton of people on Facebook. I obviously do not get every notification. Um, I will get multiple like i get a large number of them but it would be like one day i'll get yours the next day i'll get some other guys the next day some other you know what i mean something like that mm -hmm. and so like people who i watch daily i open up my uh notifications and it's like one of the people i watch daily it comes up and it says you haven't watched this in a while would you like to unfollow or would you like to turn off notifications i'm like i'm in there daily like what do you mean and then there's other notifications i get of people i haven't watched in a year so I think they got yeah, it backwards. And those are the people that probably have like a decent following and have had algorithm for a long time because I, I think personally, and again, it's what True said, it's all things. Like I've heard like you should post a max of five things a day because uh -huh. you get five notices, you're saying three. Like, it, like we really don't know how it works. Um, but I do think there are Facebook gaming representatives that go into our streams to decide which people they're going to start pushing out. And then from there, like they decide, all right, this person's going to get treated given the Facebook love forever. That's and, how it used to be. That's how they used to select their partners before the path to partner program. That's how people were getting signed as partners on Facebook. You would just get lucky enough to have a Facebook representative show up in your chat. That's insane. Wow. I didn't know that. That's what I've been told. I don't know if that's hundred percent true, but I've been told that by multiple partners. It sounds right, though, because there wasn't many Facebook partners for a long time. Like, a year ago, there wasn't, like, I, I feel like right now there's so many more. And, of course, like, more people are coming to the platform as well. But um, it wasn't, like, cut and dry. Like, you needed this many returning viewers, um, you know, this much watch time, blah, blah, blah. It was like you had to get accepted without mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? 
like they based it on your content like you were saying someone might have went in through and looked or like watched back or whatever it may be but uh it was more lucrative and a lot of people didn't like that because like there was people who were doing good who weren't getting noticed uh for whatever reason where like now they meet the expectations and uh they do have partnership and stuff like that one thing i didn't know did you guys know that the partnership requirements for facebook are different every country yeah uh-huh all right so that's how that's that's one thing i was going to touch on with kb that's how he got partnership so fast is because when the partnership first came out it was the exact same as mine was and he's in the uk so but then i think they updated his so that's why he got partnership so fast is because it's a different requirement than it is here in the u.s that's so weird mm -hmm. and then there's certain countries that can't get partnered yep that's true there's countries that can't, uh, like, there's no monetization. So I know, like, um, Jiggy Wiggy's in Denmark, and he is not able to accept something. Partner, I think? He can't get partner. Um, so strange. Yeah, he can get stars, but he can't get, like, a, sp a sub to his channel. Which is weird. Like, you would think that uh, it would be just be, like, open everywhere and accepted everywhere, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, some places have different rulings and different taxes and, and all that stuff. So it could it could be, like, deeper than what we think. Uh, but it's just weird that, that it, for one, it would be weird, or, uh, sorry, different, um, like, country to country. And, like, what is it in the U.S.? What do you guys need to get partner? 3,000 engaged viewers. Okay. Engaged viewer is someone that watches your stream for 90 seconds, likes and comments on your post. On, on your stream, not just a post. It has to be a live stream or a was live stream. Oh, okay. So a uh, live stream or was live stream have to like, comment, and share? Yeah. No, they don't have to share. It's just it's an engaged viewer, someone that likes and comments. Okay. It's one. It's one of those though, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be all of them. I don't think it's all of them, but I just that's just the easiest way to sum it up to make sure that you're getting it done right is to just have them do all three. And then because I know uh, a lot of people seconds. don't like to comment. Yeah. I yeah. say ninety seconds because that's what it took for supporters. It says 60 seconds, but I tell everybody 90 seconds gotcha. just to be sure. I think in Canada, don't it. quote me, but I think it's returning viewers. Like you need so many returning viewers every month. For, for partner? Yeah, I believe. Someone's probably going to comment and correct me, but I'm pretty sure from like people who I've talked to who are trying to, like I'm in a group chat and they were trying to go for partner or whatever, and they needed 250 returning viewers, I think. And I, um, yeah, I wonder, 250 returning viewers is for uh, supporters. It, yeah, it's a metric for supporters. Oh, okay, got you. You can you see there, uh, Dario, what it is for Canadian partner? Um, I would have no idea how to view that. I'm not sure either. I, I'm gonna find that out. I'm gonna get uh, get it put in the description as well. What it would take, but it, it's just it. I find. Do you guys not find that weird that it's different country to country? I, mm. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I think, like, I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I, I feel like every country has different, uh, I don't know. Different Actually, rules. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I didn't really think about it, but it didn't seem weird to me. I just feel like if, you know, everyone's doing the exact same thing, like you guys are playing the same game um, mm -hmm. for the same reason, and it's just different. Why would it be different? Why? Like, I feel like... It's got to be a legality issue somewhere along somewhere, the line. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I feel the same way. I feel like there would be no other reason to have it different. Like, why I mean? would Denmark not be able to get partnered unless there was, like, some sort of, like, Facebook being an American associate, like, like, trademarked in America or 
whatever founded in america so there has to be some sort of like international law between here and there that it might cost facebook too much money to be paying whatever it might be it's got to be something along those lines yeah that, that makes sense to me like i said it's probably like a tax thing or something like that that is uh is preventing it from happening but yeah it just like it struck me odd like you said uh kb got his partner because it was mm -hmm. going for something else and stuff it just is odd to me that uh, it wouldn't be the same but like you said dario it's probably legality somewhere along the way if it's not though i still think that's weird <laughs> i would have been able to apply for partner in july but i got sick i couldn't even get out of bed so july oh, passed six. uh yeah this past july i was at 98 percent my streams were doing the best they ever did in june and july and like i was at 98 percent and then i went to work and then came home and i just felt bad and i was i was sick for nine days like i, I tried streaming gta that's when i was like really big into gta and i'm gonna get back into gta because when the new pc gets here and everything because rp role playing is fun but back to the partner thing like i was give, give me uh real quick give me I, i'm heavily debating doing rp so if you go Sorry. back into that i might uh I have a city in your world. Yeah. yeah, come. My buddy's got a city. They're starting it up. It'll. It should be up Friday. Oh wow, it's fun, man. Mm -hmm. Dude, I I've never played RP myself, but I have to say, for a viewer, um, one of the boys, Twiscope, was really heavy into it for like a three month period, and I watched it from start, like get into the city, grind it out, like he had to learn the rules, and wow, dude, I would literally find myself being like, I'm gonna watch him for twenty minutes. All right. And then, like, hours later, nothing happened in the game, but I'm mm -hmm. still engaged and I'm still watching. I'm like, I've never felt yeah. this way about a game before, and I didn't even play this game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's fun. I'm going to be a cop again, like I was last time. I yep. would watch. It was the same thing with True. I was watching your streams. You were, like, doing no cam, no camera, mm -hmm. and getting heavy algorithm, like 200, like, 300,000 people sometimes. Like, I was, I was blowing up, man. Like... That's that's when it, and then I got sick and then I took seven days off. And then it's just been a rebuild. Let's rebuild. It's Crazy insane how, how long it takes to rebuild. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm just now over 50%. And that was July, right? You said July? Mm -hmm. Yeah, July. Insane, I was at 95%. Bro. Like KB changed his name like three months ago. And he's got he got hit hard with that dude that's insane right like why would you punish someone so well, much and see, and see like my buddy he had a name that was like very like childish to stream with and like he his page got flagged because of his name i mean it was like it was called no lube gaming <laughs> and like like we I I was, like what is he doing with that <laughs> yeah and like and like we i literally we were in a group chat with me him and like three other buddies and like i was like bro you need to rebrand he was like, well, I'm afraid it's going to hurt me. Well, he got supporters in two weeks after he rebranded. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, he, he what just what done he supposed to do? Red rum. Murder backwards. <laughs> don't, hey, don't ask me. Hey, don't ask me. I told him it wasn't a good name, but hey, bro, it's working out for him. His streams are doing the best that he's ever done. And so that, that's where it all comes back to us, like, being like, we think we know what, what, because KB changes his name and he loses everything, then mm -hmm. no, does it, and then he it's so random. It's like, what is the the process here? Like, can we crack the code? Can we learn it? Can us as Facebook gaming content creators find a way to like make it work for us so we can make it not just our living, but make it to the point where we are the the audio freaks, the the Rexillas, the Ridas, the 
of Facebook gaming? Like how, how do we get to that level without being interrupted for doing little things that aren't our fault and to get like so negatively impacted? There's got to be a more direct route. I can tell you one thing that's helped me in my community with notifications is I started a group chat, a messenger group chat with people that are in my stream every day. And every day I go live, I share my stream into that group chat and they get a notification that I go live. Even if it doesn't show a notification on Facebook that I went live, it's in their messenger. So when they click on the messenger and they, they have a notification that I'm live and I mean, I have like 90 people in there. How and toxic this is, is that this chat? is like your like your name, like your like John Gray Facebook mm -hmm. profile with all yep. your people that want to be I have, in that group. I have I, I made a I make a post every once in a while like, hey, we have a group chat. If you want to be invited to it to help with notifications, comment on this post. I'll have me me or one of my mods will invite you to it. Wow. And like it's just another way. It's like a small Discord server, I guess you could say, because people are always in there asking questions about monitors, finding people to play with. And all types of things. Well, I was really like cool. kind of like not really excited to do this podcast because it was you truly, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know how. Like, who's <laughs> like the worst? But yeah, now that you yeah, gave yeah. me that knowledge, like it was worth it. It was worth <laughs> being here. It helps, man. Every little thing helps. Dude, that's insane. I would figure that a chat with ninety strangers in it would be like really toxic. Mm -hmm. Everybody's posting memes in their daily. Like, I have a lot of UK people. And so a lot of the UK people don't come to my streams at nighttime. But when they wake up in the morning, I'm live. Or when I wake up in the morning, they're already at work. And then, like, I'll catch them on lunch break and stuff like that. But they can always rewatch the streams because it's in the messenger. They don't even have to go to the page anymore. They just go to the, the group chat and the messenger group. It's really smart. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, it's like a mini Discord server. And, I mean, who doesn't have messenger on their phone, right? Because like, a lot of people don't know how to work Discord. I'm going to be honest with you. Yep. It's like a, lot of like, a lot of a lot of our communities are still console. That's why. Yeah, and it's not easy. Like the program when I first went through it, like it's now to me looking at it, it's super easy. But like at first, I was lost. I didn't know what was what. I still have my first Discord server ever made, and like I look at it sometimes, and it's just like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Compared to like my new server I have, it's like I didn't know anything about it. It's wild, man. The progression through all this is insane. You love to see it though. I mean, looking back on that Discord, it's probably like, look how far I've come. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's like another thing, Dario. Like, if you create a group chat, every time you share a TikTok, you just copy the link and put it in the group. You copy your real link, you put it in the group. And like, that's what helps the reels get an algorithm for me, I feel like. Like, I had a TikTok that got that, or a reel that hit like 40,000 views, but it's got over 1K likes on it. Wow. Would and you like send it? You you send all of them in in your messenger group. Every time I post something, it goes to the messenger group. Like let's say you're posting. Do you post the same thing? Real TikTok. TikTok I go TikTok then real, and then sometimes to Instagram real. Hey, that's another thing. Instagram reels. I've had a lot of people in the last two weeks come from Instagram to Facebook. No way, for real. Mm -hmm. Like Sunday, I was doing uh, custom lobbies, like open custom lobbies, and I had like four people come from Instagram. I posted a reel, um, posted a couple of reels actually on Instagram and it's like you said, they done really well. I don't know if it's because mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram are like linked or like owned by Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent. And the reels are huge on Instagram right now, just like YouTube shorts, right? I guess all of them, TikToks as well. Uh, Facebook reels, they're, they're all the thing right now. Reels are like short videos are what everybody's wanting to watch. 
So like they're just like exceeding on every platform basically. I do want to tell you, Dario, be careful. I've seen some of your reels where like you put like emotional damage type stuff in it from TikTok. You got to be careful doing that. Because that's, that's I say so like you know how like I have a reel that's like it as well. You know how like you break someone's camera and then like you put an image of someone like of like mm. from Google. So yeah, that's yeah. actually considered unoriginal content. You can get struck for that. On reels or, or Facebook uh, or Instagram reels? Facebook reels. Grizz and D4 both got hit with it last week and now they're not in the part they're not in the reels bonus programs anymore. No way. Wow. Wow. So they took okay. a random picture on Google and just like cut the face well, out. It was like they, we don't know that exactly what it's for, but Grizz made a post on Twitter and like the people that were all complaining about it basically all did the same thing. They either brought music from TikTok or they had some kind of like content. Like my William Knifeman video, it got flagged. I don't know if y'all had seen it, but because it, it got flagged for unoriginal content. Was that, that, was it? that was just the audio, right? Not the. Mm -hmm. That was just the, yeah. uh, the audio. Hmm. For those of you listening that don't know what the William Knife Man is, it's like, I don't know what it's from, but this guy's like, I am the Knife Man, William mm -hmm. Knife Man. <laughs> William Knife Man. <laughs> it's just the audio, and like, I'm sure you just, whenever you hit the throwing knife, like, you would put that in there or whatever. Yeah. I hit a throwing knife from like 50 meters away. I'm so you put the audio in your clip, and Facebook flagged you for the audio. Because mm -hmm. it was unoriginal content. Wow. And, like, I have a strike on my page, man, that is from June of last year. It happened in Verdansk. And it was a cutscene of one of Warzone's, like, trailers to, like, something they're updating on the map. And I got flagged for unoriginal content, and it won't go away. I appealed it, and it won't go away. Wow. Is that the restricted monetization thing, or is it different than that? No, I have the same one you have. You Probably. Like right now on my page, and this has been almost eight months, almost mm -hmm. as long as the thousand dollars I've been paid out. It says restricted monetization. I'm not able to do ads or a couple other things. And it's been yep. here and I appealed it once. They immediately declined it. Didn't say any reason why I got it. And it has still, and you can only appeal one time. So now I'm, I'm in the same boat. I am in the same boat. You can't like add it. You can't add branded content or something like that. And then here, I can bring mine up right now. Let me do it. Mine's the exact same thing as yours, though. So they give yeah, you a one shot on appealing, and then you're on your own. Mm -hmm. Yep. And my appeal was like, hey, like, I don't know what I did. If you guys could give me some clarification, because everything I've done is, like, my original work. If you could just help me out, if you, <laughs> let me know where I went wrong, and I can let you know, like, hey, and explain to you this is mine. Like, I can't partner with advertisers, and I cannot. Tag I'm unable to tag post. partners in my posts. That's it. I, I don't do that anyways. Things. But it's like, what are, we, what are you flagging me for? And like they, well, when I had, when it first hit me, I'd sent in a ticket and I actually got a response back to a video. They sent me the link from the video of what it was. And it was one of the cutscenes for like the downtown thing that was happening. And I expired the video and they're like, oh, well, it should go away just to pill it. Nope. <laughs> and now you e email them today and they're like, we're looking into it. Mm -hmm. At least you, you, get? you get a response, right? Like the, we're mm. going to look into it. Or is that automated? Oh, that's automated. Yeah, that's no good. It, it might not be automated right then, but it's an automated message. Yeah. It, it's it, the same message every single person gets. It sucks that I'm, like, finding out more and more negatives as, as we do these. Because it's almost like there's uh, it's, That one's not a, a big one, but the fact that you can't appeal it or you can't get rid of it and it's stuck on your page, that kind of sucks. Because, like you said, you don't, like, a Dario's case, he doesn't know what he did. 
doesn't think he did anything. Uh, you were told that it was going to go away. It never does go away, and there's no one to contact to make it go away. So that kind of sucks. I, I think they need like and, a support team. And us small content creators, we don't have the voice to get someone's attention on Twitter. We don't. Like I'll never forget D Four Beast, one of our buddies. He had I I can't remember exactly what the problem was, but I think me Dario and like all these other small content creators literally just kept tagging Facebook Gaming and people on Twitter from Facebook, and they finally fixed his issue. Mm. That's I think wild. his whole oh this is what it was yeah I remember this he reached out to me because he was mm -hmm. very upset his whole page just disappeared I mean, in air gone. gone. <laughs> Oh, and then, like he was doing, he was doing this full. It was just not there. Like couldn't go and couldn't do anything. And we just like, I think me and you like made like a joint Twitter post or something like that, and like tagged all of our buddies that were like already yeah. partners. And then it finally got handled. But like, if he didn't know like you or didn't like know people that knew people, then like, what do you, what do you do? And that that all comes down to like again the support system on Facebook just isn't that great. Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like we're almost beating a dead horse when we say that, but it's like so like to our hearts because we deal with it every day. Because like the only reason, like I guess everyone that's watching, like we stay on Facebook because there are a lot of positives. One being mm -hmm. able to earn a full time, like being able to earn income that like can you can support yourself off of is the main one, at least in in my opinion. But 100%. um. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of negatives, and these little negatives make it where people want to switch, but it's not easy. I mean, I've been streaming on Twitch here and there every night, almost every night. I've streamed, that's where I stream all my other games. Because I tried Apex on Facebook and it killed my reach. Because I would, there was a point when Caldera first came out, like I just wasn't enjoying the game. And like I couldn't play Call of Duty when I wasn't enjoying it. So I'd try to stream Facebook, and like notifications wouldn't go out to people. And so finally, I just, I only stream. Call of Duty on Facebook, and then my Twitch is for other games. So, are you gonna play RP on Twitch then? No, I'll be doing it on Facebook. Are you going uh, like 100% RP on Facebook, or are you gonna go back and forth no. between COD? And be when I play RP, I get addicted, like addicted, like I get <laughs> I into this. I can't I wait. Get into bro. the story, like I've already like this the the city I'm joining. Um, what's it called? Let's see, it's called Diamond Rock RP. It's like so. Cozy had started his own city, uh, I think last Wired, year. Right? Time. Yeah, it was called Wired. Well, two of the people in it were really good friends with Cozy and everything. Well, Cozy had sold the server rights to them, and now they have just like taken off with it. So like they remade the city and they're coming back through. And like I've already, I'm me and Grizz are in the city. He's a cop. Oh, so I'm this gonna... is gonna be Wired RP 2.0 almost. Basically, so. But that's it's got the a one that you're new... joining, right? Yes, the one I'm joining. I'm already the server's already launched, but it's not like a hundred percent ready for everybody yet. But like, I'm already a cop in the city and everything else like that. It's gonna it's gonna be really fun. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very excited to like. I've been trying to dip my toes into that, but I haven't like fully done it because of this. Is, this would be a good city for you to learn it because this city's not like it's not like you're no pixel or anything else like that. It's not gonna be super strict with things. And every, all, everybody that's in here is almost a content creator, and we're just here to make content. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, send me more information after this. I'll check it I out. Will. It's easier to start with somebody, too. Oh? Like, if two of you guys started this one server together, it's, like, more enjoyable. In my, like, I've never played it, but in my experience watching people start, it's better if you have someone that's, like, got an in, like, he's already a cop, so he's, like, in. Um, They trust him, obviously, to give him a job and stuff, so... Uh, oh, I'm high command. 
<laughs> I'm SWAT. I run SWAT in the city. That's okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna handle all like hostage negotiations and everything. Dude, that's insane. How many people are they anticipating in the server? Well, every night the old city the old city they had some hiccups with it and they the old city went down like last week and they were averaging like twenty two to thirty people every night. That's fun, that's man. A lo- that's a lot for a small city. I mean, like, I've been in, like, Pineapple RP where every night you were having to wait three hours to get in unless you paid $100 a month to be first in line. And, like, I was so into that heavy RP that I literally paid $100 to be first in line every night. I think you almost have to when you're streaming because, you like, I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to live at 7, you yeah. need to get in that city at 7, you know what I mean? Well, there was how, mo- many, how many people are we talking about, true, in something like that in Pineapple? Oh, you're you're talking about max like a hundred people. Is that a lot for a city? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. I feel like you can get some heavy content out of a hundred people though. Well, I think pineapple was actually larger than a hundred people. It might have been like two or three hundred people, to be honest with you, because that was like the police force was so large that you could hit a bank hit another bank, hit another bank, and hit another bank. And all four banks could be going off at once, and there would be cops at every bank. Too many people. Yeah. And that there was so many gangs and all that orgs and everything in the city. It was fun, man. But it just it got to the point where the people that were the owners of Pineapple got into no pixel, and they stopped caring about their city. And then Pineapple kind of went downhill. It's coming back up. I haven't been in it, but... So does that mean the future of Truly is looking like less COD and more RP? Mm-mm. I'll be streaming twice a day on COD and then once GTA. And Are you going to do both on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Every morning will be called Duty. That will never change. Love that. Now, I have, I have one last question. I know we're probably getting close to having to wrap up here, but... Um, so when we first met, we 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 kind of got into like the competitive scene together. We were playing tournaments, and you were you were into tournaments a lot. Um, and then when Caldera came, it kind of seemed like your your tournament, uh, like wire was just not there anymore. Um, and but now I've been seeing you playing in some tournaments. So like, where where do you see that going, and what kind of content do you want to produce on COD moving forward? Any tournament that I can get invited to, I want to play in. That's just how it is. We got I'm tournament like, true back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate I it though, that. man. My community loves it, but I hate it because I've got like when I first started streaming, I didn't talk to my chat. Because that was like when I played Call of Duty, I was competitive all the time. Like I hate it because like when I play a tournament, like I don't even I don't look at my chat monitor like at all. Like my chat knows that my I have five mods. So like like when it's tournament day, like that's their job is if someone asks me a question in chat, you answer it. And if, if you can't answer it, have them re-ask me when I'm talking to chat between games. I think it was the first RSG tournament I did joining RSG was with Grizz. And literally, we went down one map in Grand Finals. I literally turned my camera off, and I turned my chat monitor off. And I literally just went, like, ham. Like, I don't think I blinked the last match. He's not lying either, dude. You turned up in that tournament. I literally turned my webcam off and my right monitor off. And I was like, Chad, I'm not, I won't talk to you. And I'm not even looking at that monitor. Demon mode. That's insane. That's what it takes. That's what it takes sometimes. I mean, that's the struggle playing competitive and not playing competitive. Because, like, in the morning streams, I mean, I'm vibing with Chad and having fun. But then there's sometimes where, like, if I can drop 40 kills, like, I'm going to drop 40 kills and, like, not focus on Chad as much. 
That's just the competitive side of me. Especially but there's some big streamers out there, man, that don't even read their chat. Oh yeah, very or that's like that's all they are. That's all they are is competitive. Yeah, they don't even glance at it, or if they do, it's just like, oh hey man, thanks. They don't even Z-Laner like said, talk about it. I can't remember where Zlander said it at, but he made a very good point. To make it in the streaming industry, you you either have to be likable or good at the video game, or both. Yeah, it's just that's how you make it. You I have agree. to be able to carry carry on a conversation with someone, or you got to be good at the video game. And if you can be both, it's just a plus. Yeah. Yep. I feel like uh, Tim the Tapman got the uh, likability and, and the conversation held down in his content. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, crazy. same with Nick Merckx. Nick's was, Nick was always good at Fortnite, but he was never, like, the best. He was just very accurate, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he say, well, that's one thing about Nick, though. When he puts his mind to something, he accomplishes it. It's the same way I, when I played against him in Gears of War, bro. Like that Real? man. Uh-huh. So you played, like, I mean, tournaments I've, against him? Uh-huh, in Gears of War and Call of Duty. Love that. I've seen that dude almost beat someone's ass at an event before. So you were with him at live events. Mm -hmm. Gears of War. Dude, that's insane. I went to one event for Gears. Who was the guy that they almost got into a fight with? I can't remember his name. It was like a long time ago. But he almost showed showed Ninja out at one of the events. A Halo event. Yeah, he did. Okay, so (laughs) I heard, I was watching Nick's live stream when he talked about the Ninja Mm -hmm. Uh, and he literally challenged Ninja. He was like, let's just go outside or whatever. And Ninja was like, no, man, I'm not about it. And then the other guy, too, he was like, it only happened twice, he said. And uh, it was Ninja, and then he talked about the other guy, which is probably the guy you're talking about. Uh, but he was, like, more aggressive that time. I, I don't remember what happened, but that's funny as hell that you brought that up because I actually watched him talk about it on mm-hmm. live stream. <laughs> it's funny as hell. It was, like, during, like, a Ninja beef or someone asked, like, what was the beef or whatever. And he was just like, all right, here's what happened. <laughs> And All I right. another thing. When I was younger, like, I played against Ninja and Pistola and Halo. And, like, to see where they are today is insane. And to Pistola. see where the Call Oh, my God, that brings back memories. see where the Call of Duty competitive scene is, like, Scumpy that's on Optic. I played with Scumpy in Modern, in Modern Warfare 2 before he was Scumpy. I remember playing against Nate Shot and with Nate Shot when he was working at McDonald's before his mom, like, as his mom was like passing away like around that time like the old days like it's it's crazy to see where call of duties came like back then a $1,500 tournament was insane but now you they're playing in million dollar tournaments yeah mm-hmm. it's come so far mm-hmm. so far cod is blown up man and the people i feel like the people who are involved in the call of duty are the ones that are like you know your nade shots and your scumps you know what i mean they're yeah. like super huge people it's uh, it's it's definitely cool to see, man. I love watching progression all together. But uh, I got one question for you, truly. Before we wrap this up, we are mm-hmm. coming up on that time. Uh, I want to know what your goals are for twenty twenty two. Do you have any set out? Just to hit partner on Facebook. So you just your goal this year, you're gonna grind until you hit partner. That's it. Love that, man. I think that it's gonna come um soon especially if you get into that rp i can't wait for that man i think that like now all my free time is going to be like watching you play rp because i get heavily involved in it and uh i'm glad that you're doing it because you might get that you know the push and like what you said Mm -hmm. before hit that algo again and you're boom partners right there right Mm -hmm. so uh, it's amazing all right i want to thank you uh dario for hosting with me today and truly for coming on here it was an absolute blast guys 100 we're gonna have to do it again soon um We will be back next week. Oh, read as well. Please drop truly socials on the screen. Guys, make sure you go check them out. Follow them, like, um, all that good stuff. Subscribe. 
Check out all his socials. This man is absolutely cracked at Call of Duty. Uh, as you heard, he's a competitive player, and you should see him play Warzone. It's insane to watch. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Again, Truly and Dario, thank you guys so much. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.